hearts of all children. Just another real deal. Hello, welcome. Welcome. Alright, uh, Flashpoint has been rumored to be one of those two 2020 releases that was announced uh, a couple weeks ago. And Gal Gadot is confirmed, or is rather rumored, to co-star. Which, duh. Yeah. That's all that's confirmed? Are yeah. either of those things confirmed, or is no, that all no, just... No, this is all conjecture right now. So. Well, big fat duh to one of those things. Uh, big fat sick... So that means, do you think that the solo Batman movie has to come out before that or after that? I think it's bef- it's got it's be gotta be before twenty nineteen. Because I think this gets I think this gets Affleck out. Yeah, because it's solo Batman, Flashpoint, and then new Batman. Yeah, I think so. New actor, but who? The new actor. Yeah. Well, now not not necessarily who, but just like. How? Like we said, like do we use a younger Bruce Wayne? I think everyone gets younger except for Ezra Miller. That's crazy. And as I think everyone's the same, but Affleck, it's not that crazy. Because realistically, Aquaman and Wonder Woman don't have to age. I guess. <laughs> and Ezra Miller is the one going through. But then we're just stuck in another time period. Like, before the events of Justice League, before the events of Man of Steel. Yeah. And that's just kind of like, why? What do you think? Did Days of Future Past bother you? It's different, though. Because now it's, you know. Is it, though? Yeah. And that was after, like... Days of Future Past made everything, timeline-wise, worse. But it fixed things. No, it didn't. It didn't fix anything. It made it worse. It just... Helped you forget about two movies that were really bad. Maybe. But it didn't actually do anything positive for the for the continuity. No, I mean, well, the next movie was a pile of shit, so yeah. yeah. That... I don't know. The people, the people, the reason you excuse it is because it was so good. There's really only so much more we can speculate about this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what more needs to be said? It's fucking three years away. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. We're going to go crazy talking about this. All right. Uh, Shazam is the most lighthearted movie in the DCEU. Duh. Which is duh. But why would they get a horror director to, to, to make it then? You know what I mean? <laughs> why does anybody do anything? Why is sky blue? <laughs> why is boobs good? <laughs> Nothing makes sense. But, like, it, I don't... I mean, I'm down. Sure. Annabelle Creation... Looks great. Can't wait. That's gonna be next week's movie. Um, <laughs> Goddamn right. It is. But it looks so scary. Hundred percent still. Yeah, it's still only got like fourteen reviews, but that's enough for me. Um, but think about like Annabelle. Fourteen reviews were probably like. Yeah, but you know what? Re- probably two positive. You know what review was into it? One review. You loved it. I didn't love it, but it was good. I, I, I had a good time watching it. I think we're going to have a great time. Maybe it was... I haven't seen it since I saw it, but I saw it on tour with 
two other bands. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just a fun experience. You guys probably just had a great time. Yeah, I think we had a lot of fun. You were fun. just bouncing. I think so. You were all bouncing. I think it's possible that that was what it was. Classic bounce. All right. <laughs> but yeah, no shit. Shazam rocks. He's, yeah, ho- he's uh, funny. It's a wizard turning a kid into a into John Into Cena. a big kid. <laughs> yeah. Into so, a kid with muscles. So duh. Yeah. But I'm glad that that's established, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, hey, we're going to do what we should do with this. Good shit. Good um, shit, guys. All right, next one. I didn't write his name down, which is kind of fucked up. But um, Aladdin casts oh, Jafar. We got Jafar. And Nassim Pedrad. And Nassim some, Pedrad. In a role made just for, for the movie. Which is awesome because I love her. Yeah, she's so she's great. When she left SNL, I was, like, I was pretty bummed. I thought she was pretty throwaway in SNL. No, she's great. But... Uh, did you watch the first season of Scream Queens? I did not. She's really good in it. Is she? Yeah, she's like one of the central characters, which rocks. It was good. She's she's sick. It's cool, and it's it's good to know that they're like there's some other stuff that they're not doing a shot for shot remake. They're making new stuff, you know, as then, we expect. And then we got some news out of left field because we thought it was going to be yeah. What's up with this? Hugh Jackman as. Uh, Scar. I thought we had confirmation of Hugh Jackman as Scar. I guess not, because we both have egg on our face on that one. Yeah. But now, Shuatel Giafor? Shuatel Giafor. Who fucking rocks. Yeah. Is this this like a in-the-running type thing, or is this... I I think it's in talks. I wonder if Doctor Strange had anything to do with it. Oh. Because now he's a Disney homie? Now he's a Disney. He's in the fam. It's possible. Yeah. I really like Hugh Jackman's that. not in the fam yet. He's he's the opposite of the fam. I know. He's, he's the enemy. The enemy. Well, it, oh, dude, I wish he's not had, anymore, though. Yeah, I know. He's out. <sighs> That's interesting. It is interesting. That's what we... Next episode, we should do a fan cast of MCU stars that could voice shit like that. Or be, <laughs> be in the Disney uh, live-action like remakes. To. That'd be a lot of fun. Chris Evans in... Any role Chris, in anything. Chris Evans as Tarzan. It'd be the purest, most beautiful they thing. Already, they already did a live-action Tarzan recently. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, with uh, Scar, Scar, Scar. Yeah, he's sick. Scar, Scar. I like him a lot. Did you watch Big Little Lies? No. I, have, I watched the last episode with you, which remember? Which is insane. But with Scarsgard now, I must challenge him to the death if I ever see him because he'll, of Big Little Lies. He'll beat the fuck out of you. I must do it. Do you know it's his brother? That's Pennywise? Yes. His little brother? Peter Skarsgård? Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever his fucking name is? I don't know. Skarsgård. Um, but yeah, that's that should be the... We should do that next week. I'm down. It sounds like actually Let's a lot go. of fun. Alright, um... Next up. Did you see the Death Wish trailer? Yeah. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are... <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yeah. It looks so fucking bad. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen the original Death Wish, it's like a gritty, dark movie. Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. And he's not like an action hero. That's the point. That's, that's, that's what is so backwards and not working about this immediately. Bruce Willis, we know, is big badass yeah. John McClane. We know not to piss him off. Right? Yeah. And the point of Death Wish is that like Charles Bronson is this, this normal dude. Who just gets pushed over the edge? Yeah, border like like falling down, like yeah. Michael Douglas, normal guy, 
And that's what makes it so powerful is that it's just like, I can't fucking take this anymore. Have you seen Sh- Straw Dogs? No. Are you aware of it? Yeah. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Mild-mannered guy who's picked on. Someone fucks with his wife. Yeah. And he just goes on a killing spree. Not John McClane. Get no. somebody else. And did you ever see um, Death Sentence? Who's in Death Sentence? Uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. a bad, badass yeah. movie. Yeah. And it's written, the book Death Sentence was written by the same guy who wrote the Death Wish Death book. Death Wish? It's the same fucking plot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know who directed Death Sentence? No. James Wan. Ah, the king. The king. Yeah. And Death Sentence rocks. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, Death Sentence is like definitely over the top in terms of violence. Right. Um, but it's not done in an action hero kind of way. Death Bruce Willis' Death Wish straight up looks like Taken. Yeah. But American. Exactly. So. Which is just being de- beaten to death. Right? Yeah, everyone's yeah, every, every act- The only one I'm looking forward to is The Foreigner. Okay. I just think it looks good. <laughs> but it's like every actor over the age of 50 has to have their their version their of Taken. Taken movie? Yeah. Yeah. The only one that has worked is Taken 1, not 2 or 3. Dude, 2 or 3 are terrible. 3 was... 3, when I saw the trailer, I was like, all right, this is going to be good. Because yeah. it looked like Die Hard 3. Mm-hmm. It looked like it looked like the which future. is arguably the best one. Oh no, absolutely, it, <laughs> arguably, arguably. It's, it's, I think it's as good as one. Yes, they're totally different. It's like movies. one, three, two. Uh, no, no, no. One, three, no, no. four, <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah, dude, four rocks. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, like. Yeah, it, it, thought, lo- it looked like the fugitive meets Die Hard three, and I was mm-hmm. like, "This is this is what the second one should have been." And that was so. The bad. only one that has worked is John Wick. Because believe it or not, Keanu Reeves is a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> but he, but he's the real deal. Oh yeah, he rocks. He is in full Neo mode. Yeah. All right. Good shit. Death of trailer. It looks like shit. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine getting a rewrite from. Writer Jack Thorne, who we know from as the uh, the writer of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. <laughs> no, <laughs> have you read that? No, but Dude, I've heard it is crazy. awful. I think Shannon got the if I'm remembering, she read like the That's first real? part of this the is book. Real? Yeah, this is real. This is a real story. God, and I think. Dude, it is insane. I've read How the synopsis it and it sounds awful. It starts good. Yeah. It, and it's you can tell it was J.K. Rowling like, okay, do this. Like, yeah. this is how I want to do it. But it gets insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to, we'll just talk about it yeah. right now. Let's spoil it. No one's reading it. Real, it's ha- fucking. The- real Harry Potter fans have already read exactly. it, so who cares? So, Harry's son. Is going to school at Hogwarts with, and becomes best friends, slash, ambiguously kind of like gay duo. No, but like, like the whole the whole book, mm-hmm. they're establishing that there's like some 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 kind of love between them. Sure. And then like at the very end, it's like we're friends, right? And then he goes, and then Malfoy's son goes and like asks out. Uh, somebody's daughter and he's like nope i wasn't gay after all uh, and it's like the whole time you're like wow this is 
it's cool that they're doing this, you know? And then it's just like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> but, dude, it's, it's, it feels like Harry Potter fan fiction. Mm. There's probably way better Harry Potter fan fiction out there than this because time travel gets involved. And they start going back to events of the movies and the like. That the sounds books. so bad. It's du- like, like talking to Snape, no. and like having him explain everything. No. dude, it's crazy. It sounds so bad. It is fucking atrocious. And that opens up the plot hole that. Um... Wait, I didn't even get to the craziest thing. Okay. The craziest thing is that. Apparently, Voldemort and Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange had a kid together. Mm. Like, between the events of uh, Deathly Hollows and, what is it before it? Uh, Half-Blood, Half-Blood Prince? Prince. Yeah. Between then, uh-huh. she apparently was pregnant and had a, had a child. Okay. And they think that it's Malfoy's son, I think. Like they think, oh, that he they like, think that yeah, he raised exactly Voldemort's. But kid. instead, it was like some girl who just came out of nowhere and was like, "I'm new here, uh, dude." It's so bad. I don't know that I'm remembering this 100 percent correctly because I was that so, would be interesting because I was though. so appalled reading this. That would be an interesting turn though, if Malfoy. I agree, yeah. and that's why it's it's cool that they're alluding to it the whole time. And yeah. if it turned out to be the truth, and if the kid was like, "Fuck this, I'm gonna be good," that would be wild. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was like, nope. It was actually me. This this like underplaying character. Is that the cursed child? Just kind of there. Yes. Uh, That's the cursed child. Interesting. Voldemort and Bellatrix Lestrange's what a, daughter. What a bad kid, <laughs> dude. It 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 is like tr- impressively awful. So he's re- writing rewriting the last Star Wars movie in this trilogy. Uh, I think here's the big thing. She definitely had a big say on the story. Yeah, so plot-wise, it's her fault. Yeah, I think think they're both to blame. So, you know, I'm not going to prejudge this too hard, but the one thing that he's done definitely sucks. So They think uh, the article that I read says that um, the performance of Colin Trevorrow's last movie was so abysmal that they think Disney's getting scared of going with their direction, him and his writing partner. Gotcha. So it seems to be them like... Does Lawrence Kasdan just not want to do it, you think? He's probably consulting. Maybe. But like... But like Ryan Johnson wrote all of Episode 8. Right. Wrote and directed. And I think that's what they want. No, Lawrence Kasdan. They want just like, hey, what, this, is, this, is the, this is the plot. Now give us your version of it. Yeah, probably. I'd imagine because even J.J. Abrams' script got rewritten. Yeah. So, Rogue um, One was Rogue One was torn rewritten apart. and and yeah fucking, exactly. But and so, still, like at the end, they come out fantastic. So this so. isn't bad news yet. No. But it's surprising considering Colin Trevorrow's not really an established director. Mm-hmm. He has Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, obviously, which but, I love. But I feel like people. People who don't I feel like a lot of people liked it for nostalgia reasons and less for how good the movie actually is. Jurassic World. Yeah, I, I had a great time. Right, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily Star Wars level. No, good. It's not. I wouldn't say it's 
It didn't make me cry at the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lucasfilm look, the the Universal logo did not bring me to tears. <laughs> I will say that. So uh, we'll we'll see what this means. But a lot of people are speculating that maybe he might get taken off the movie altogether. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So we'll see. Guess we'll see. Uh, first look at Zazie Beetz as Domino. Interesting. What'd you think? That sucked. Personally. Really? Really? Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Um. The, you know. They're just going for it. She looks like, and if this is their angle, I mean, it, it they nailed the look, but it looks like she's kind of like a black exploitation mm-hmm. type, uh, like throwback vibe, right? Which is fine. I guess I just have a because I've been such a huge fan of Domino mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, this is like what bef- when the movie was in talks. This was like the first thing we were it was yeah, like obviously it was like all right, Domino's coming. Yeah, you know? so so. And it's not. It's not like we're like, man. No. They change. Like we don't give a shit about that. No. When you, when you change a character's vo- or like look or whatever, I ca- I don't care if what you change it to is really good. Yeah. And I don't think they just painted a white diamond on her eye. Yeah. Like. That's it. That's all they did, and gave her a fro. I'm down with the fro- the afro. That's that fine. Sick. I I just think that. I don't know. It's just not good enough to me. We'll see. In in maybe in action, in she'll look sick. Yeah, yeah because she's not even wearing like a, a real suit. No, like a uh, uniform or anything in it. So the the first look is maybe maybe it's just they fucked up and showed a bad picture. Could have yeah. Like contextually, it's just not the best way to debut her look. I agree. But did, I, I'm not sold yet. Not sold on it. But I'm sure she's going to be great. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> Everybody loves her. Yeah. I Everybody mean, that's familiar with her work loves her. I'm, so. And my problem but, isn't with the casting. It's with the look. Yeah. The, the vibe. Yeah. Because she's, like, she's supposed to be, like, full-on militaristic looking. Um, I'm not even saying that she needs to be painted white. No. But just it just wasn't impressive to me. So... This one is the last piece of news. This is this one's kind of fun, I think. You'll like this. Hans Zimmer is now working on Blade Runner 2049. Wow. Yeah. It's August. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, is that how he does it every time? Two months notice? I don't think so. But he's probably working fully electronic. So he doesn't have to um, compose and then orchestrate. I mean, he whatever's in the trailers, he probably scored. You know, I doubt it. If that was that that was OST. Was it? it was from I think first so. One? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That main like that that three keyboard hit. Yeah. That's from the original for wow. sure. Two months to score this whole thing. Or maybe he's brought in to contribute. Mm. Like maybe how Junkie XL was brought yeah, in to yeah. contribute to his score. Yeah. Maybe it's that. Maybe he's adding some so who, brass sounds. Who was doing it before? That's a good question. Let me look. It just seems like is, uh, that seems like a panic move. But either that or it's just like. Well, maybe maybe they didn't want the entire score to be electronic. Yeah. And they brought him in to to fill out maybe some of the quieter scenes yeah. or maybe even some of the big scenes. Um, I'm I mean I like that it's happening because he could probably write 
some memorable, amazing, beautiful thing in two hours. You know? Johan Johnson Johansson. Sounds good. Is scoring the movie. He sounds like he's good at music. He's done all of um, Denny Villeneuve's movies. Well, then he rocks. The Arrival score is great. The Arrival score is crazy. Yeah. Actually, he hasn't done all of them. He's done Prisoners, Prisoners Sicario, sick, and Arrival. Sick, sick. Yeah. The big three. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, hint that dude plus Hans Zimmer, I'm down. He praised composer Evangelis for his previous work, which is the guy that scored the first one. Mm-hmm. And it'll be an enormous challenge of mythical proportion. And then it was announced Hans Zimmer and Benjamin Walfish would be contributing to the score as well, who he scored Cure for Wellness, Hidden Figures, Lights Out, Desert Dancer. I don't remember anything about the Hidden Figures score. I don't remember anything about the Lights Out score. No. Hans Zimmer. So, oh, he works. Oh, he like, works for Hans Zimmer. Okay, yeah, he's probably like his protege or something. Got it. He's the new Junkie XL. Yeah, he's only thirty-seven, so yeah, that that would make sense. Interesting. All right, that's it. Boom. Easy day. That's it for news. Kind of a slow week. Slow week. I think the the, the couple weeks after Comic Con are just kind like of what, like what especially because, what are you gonna announce that you didn't just announce? Especially because you know? right now. Um, is like the dead period. Yeah. August, September, dead period. For I can't movies. wait till Oscar season hits. I think, I feel like... It's going to start in October. Well, I feel like it started with this weekend. With, yeah. With, well, last with, or with, two weekends ago with Dunkirk. Yeah. But Detroit is definitely probably a contender. Yeah, we'll talk about that a lot um, later. October is when it's really going to start, though. I'm curious if Blade Runner 2049 could make it in there. I feel like it's gonna. I think they like Denis a lot, you know? Yeah. They're big fans of his already. They missed out on Prisoners. Prisoners, dude. Should have been Dude, dude the, top, the board. top best picture, best director, best cinematography, mm-hmm. best actor, Hugh Jackman, best supporting best actor, supporting Jake Gyllenhaal. Paul Dano. Dude, both of them. Yeah. Gyllenhaal and Paul Dano. Yeah. Best supporting actress Melissa Leo, cause the evil, the the aunt, the the mom, yeah, yeah she was she was fucked up, terrifying. She was straight up like Buffalo Bill status. Yeah, straight up. She rocked. Movie rocks. Really. Incredible. If you haven't seen Prisoners, quit fucking around. Somebody asked, you guys didn't go see Atomic Blonde? No, not yet. No. We will. We were gonna. We were, we to we claim our to claim our free yeah. <laughs> our free cup. We had plans uh, to do it, but it just didn't work out. Somebody said, I am on the toilet at work watching this, and it's the highlight of my day so far. Hope it's a good shit. <laughs> We're fans of good shit. Because we love good shit. <laughs> All right, you want to move on to top five? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We're going to move on to top five. Roll it. So this week's top five. Detroit. <laughs> we saw Detroit. Yes. Um, very heavy movie. Very heavy. A so, very heavy Um <laughs> So this movie is inspired, or this top five is inspired by sort of our feelings walking out of Detroit. And this isn't like, it's not like, it's we not don't want you to take thing. this the wrong way. Because you know when you see a movie and you're like, wow, that was really good, so well done, I really enjoyed it, great message. I don't think I need to see it again. And it could be for a million reasons. Yeah. This Detroit in particular was just, it's a brutal movie, it's very heavy, mm-hmm. and I got what I needed out of it, and I, I don't want to f- see, 
I don't want to feel the way I saw. I don't want to feel the way I felt watching that movie again. Yeah. So, um, in in that sense, that's what this top five is inspired yeah, okay. by. So go ahead. My number five, you might be surprised by, because uh-huh. I feel I have a feeling you've seen it multiple times. Okay. Another Catherine Bigelow film, The Hurt Locker. Dude, I just bought it. It's was four, <laughs> it's four ninety nine on iTunes. Yeah, I, I've only seen it once. I saw it in theaters, and I was like, "Wow, that was amazing." Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. What What did it beat that year? In terms of for best picture, yeah. Let me look. It won best picture, right? It did. What did it beat? Let's look. Because I rem- I think I remember liking something way more. What year was that too? Two thousand eight. Eight. Wow. God damn, that's so so long ago. long ago. I feel like that was like five years ago. I'm perpetually in 2015. I was perpetually in 2012. Dude, 2012 was a rough year. 2012 was so long ago, but it feels like eight minutes ago. All right. Catherine Bigelow won. Jeff, okay. Um, it went up. Ooh, wow. Right? It went up against Avatar. Who cares? <laughs> Blindside. Blind, I love Blindside. Did not best picture worthy. No, but I if love you're nominating Blindside, no, you, I love no, no, no. You nominate Remember the Titans. Yeah, you no, nominate. I but but Sandy rocked. Yeah, she she deserves she her could. Oscar. No, I agree. The movie is not that good. The though. movie is good, but it's yeah, obviously it's, it's not a better movie than the Herlock Rock. Right, right. there. District Nine. Incredible. Uh, an education. I don't think I ever saw that I one. Yeah. A serious man, which was good. Good movie. Up. Yeah, up, up in the air. Oh, dude, up in the air rocks. Nice little Danny McBride cameo. (laughs) Uh, Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. We're gonna talk about that in a second. (laughs) That that almost made my list too. Uh, And then the movie that the only movie that I think could beat it on this list that should have beat it, Inglorious Bastards. Oh my God, what like. A timeless, iconic piece of art now. It's his... I, it's his masterpiece. It's his masterpiece, yeah. in my opinion. Because, it, dude... It, it's such a weird, like, crazy, courageous thing to... To change to history. Change history. <laughs> like, no, I would have liked it if Hitler went out in a hail of gunfire <laughs> and exploding movie theater. So that's the movie I'm going to make. Like, that's such a rare feat. But, 2008... Politically, um, was an interesting time for Hurt Locker to come out. Sure. So I feel like that maybe pushed it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you haven't seen it since the first time you saw it, probably, mm-hmm. right? It's like a clinic on making a thriller. Yeah. The movie is similar in du- with Dunkirk, where you're just like on the edge of your seat the like, whole movie. Oh my God. Yeah. I do, I, like, that's, that's what it was. I remember first. Like him not winning best director for Inglorious Bastards being like, holy shit. Yeah. And then Hurt Locker won best picture. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. But I, I definitely get it. Technically speaking, yeah. You know, it's like it's it's a it's a master class mm-hmm. on just honestly tension and borderline. We'll talk about this more with Detroit. Yeah. Zero Dark Thirty is very similar. In turn, like I'm, I don't think Zero Dark Thirty is as good as Hurt Locker. Or I'm surprised I've watched Zero Dark Thirty as many times. Yeah. I've watched it. I watched it twice last That's week. That's cr- last week. I watched twice it last week. I watched it once by myself because uh-huh. um, I had I, I hadn't seen it since the first time I saw right. it. And then Shannon said, "Oh, I haven't seen that," so I watched it again. 
It's exhausting. It's a long ass movie, yeah. and it's it's the first hour is brutal to watch because yeah. of the torture scenes. The torture shit. So what is it? It's Rorschach playing, right? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's who it's that playing. Um, so I think she's just down with making fucked up movies. Good for her. But like somebody's got to do it. Can't make. They can't all be Point Break. So they, they, will, they won't. They will never all be Point Break. <laughs> so that's a good one. Hurt Locker. I I can see. I can see why. I've never. The seen movie it. also. I haven't seen it again. That's... The movie has so many like military inaccuracies. Does it? Oh yeah. Like. My particular unit that yeah. I was with in Afghanistan was an EOD unit mm. with the Marines, and the shit they were doing was not standard protocol. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's neither here nor there. It's yeah. but if you don't, if you compartmentalize it and just like this is just entertainment. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good filmmaking. But I can understand. I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's that's one. That's all I'm saying. All right, my first one. You might also be surprised, because I feel like you've probably seen this one maybe more than once. The Revenant. I have not seen The Revenant okay. more than once. I was, once was perfectly fine. The Revenant, I think... I honestly just think it's okay. You think it's an okay movie? I think it's very impressive, and it's really pretty. I, would, I will say it's not even... Top ten Leo performances. No, the beach is better. Yeah. <laughs> He's better in almost everything yeah. else. This, uh, this was a this was a a cumulative win for sure. It was, but it's not a Scorsese. Tom Hardy oh my goes god, yeah, ham in the Revenant. Tom Hardy should have won. He should have, yeah. Straight up, yeah. But um, it's long as fuck. Yeah. Almost nothing happens. No. <laughs> It is, uh... And the bear scene is, like, it's brutal to watch until you, like, see through the CGI. Yeah. It's... The movie is oppressive. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I feel oppressed watching I'm oppressed. It. Uh, I don't the, think it's... The movie made me grow, like, pink hair and... <laughs> the movie that. is the gif of Matt Damon turning into old Matt Damon <laughs> in Save Private Ryan. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I think it's a, a fine movie. It is very. Good. I think it, the filmmaking aspect is more impressive. That's the thing. Than anything else. That's the in thing. It. It's the same yeah. thing with Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Well, no, it's not the same thing with Birdman. No, I would. I would say. Really? I'm not. I haven't watched Birdman again either. That's well, you, that's not on my list or anything. But like, t- technically, you look at like the cinematography and stuff, and just the way the way everything flows and the story is shaped is, but, is as impressive as but birdman. with this list you got to ask yourself would you be psyched to show someone birdman i feel like you would i, I more yeah. so than revenant for sure so that's like where, where i'm coming from where it's like these movies on this list like if someone was like yo let's watch this i haven't seen it yet i'd be like ah, yeah i don't think we should yeah watch it by yourself like no let's watch saving silverman again yeah you know? Not the unrated cut. No, dude, the unrated cut sucks dick. <laughs> so, uh, that's how it, like... <laughs> Sammy Silverman crushes the Revenant. <laughs> dude, honestly, uh, Leo should have won in 2006, either for... He was nominated for Blood Diamond, mm-hmm. not nominated for Departed. He should have been nominated for Departed in one. Insane, yeah. So, Revenant. Gotcha. Bye. Number four. Is 
Twelve Years a Slave. That's my number three. Okay. Um, I think everyone on Earth probably had the same reaction. Reaction. Yes. Yeah. Like emotionally pummeling for two and a half. That is not only of you get the feeling of oppression watching it. Yeah. But it's a movie about oppression. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's just brutal. It's and so I, I generally, it's, it's, I think it's the most brutal movie I've ever seen. I generally don't have a problem watching violence, but knowing a the the violence being so brutal, and b knowing it's real. Yeah, like knowing like yo, this is a, like and it's not basically one hundred percent historical. And it's fact. probably only scratched the surface yeah. of brutality. Oh yeah. So th- those things together kind of just make me not interested in seeing it again. Sure. Whereas like. I'll watch all eight Saw movies and have a great time. Yeah. But I know that shit's fake. Surprisingly, I, like, kind of like watching Schindler's List. And I feel like this is, it's, that's a movie that people feel this way about. You know, they're like, well, yeah. I don't need to see that again. Yeah. But, dude, 12 Years a Slave, like. It's different. It's v- I wasn't, well, I was, I'm not, like, a fucking, I don't live in Germany. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a fucking. That's a. Schindler's List is different though because it's calmer. Sure. A lot of the movie is very. There's like respite from the brutality. I agree. Whereas Twelve Years Slave is, is, is brutal. The it's pain is sure. constant yeah. and sharp. It is straight up. Uh, and like you know, I I'm like a 25th generation American or something. Yeah. So I know some dickhead in my bloodline was a piece of shit. Yeah. You know. So I you know that's not. I, I don't know. It sucks, man. Yeah. Like and it and Detroit shows you the same thing that like we you think you've come so far since then, but like yo, that was 50 years ago. 40 years ago. 40 yeah. Oh, no, it's 50. 50 yeah. years ago now. And like, and, and, and this thing is still happening. It's still happening, yeah. The parallels are it's crazy. Very scary. And that's that's why it, it it's an we're talking about Detroit right yeah. now. That's why it is so important. I I would recommend anybody watch that. Sure. Movie, you know? In, in Just the, like anyone like at the time I remember uh Eve there's even Seinfeld jokes about that people have to see Schindler's yeah. list. Cause it's like You were making out during yeah. Schindler's list? Like it's important, but it's it's hard to get through. It's hard but because that's why I say because it's fucking real. That's why I say people should have to see Moonlight. I agree. Moonlight is hard to watch, but you, you kind of but have to watch it. So beautiful. Yeah, and that is not a movie that I will not watch again. I will watch. Oh, movie. I've seen it three times. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next up for me, um, this is this is like a personal one because I probably would watch the movie again. <laughs> is uh, Blue Valentine. Did you ever see that? Yeah. I haven't seen it again. I saw it during a very, like, tumultuous time in my personal life. I think it came out in 2012. And yeah. That's, like, <laughs> hands down the worst that's year. That's rough Alec time. Hands down the worst year of my life. Um, what do we got here? All of Steve McQueen's movies are like that. Shame and Hunger are both fucked. I agree. Yeah. Hunger Games is pretty good, but... <laughs> I'm just Sean kidding. Hunger Games was pretty. Impressive. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, but 2000, 2012 was a rough year personally, and Blue Valentine is maybe the only movie that I've seen that shows 
the highs and lows the true of of thing. a relationship yeah. in reality. First, you go out and buy a ukulele. <laughs> then you kill yourself. Uh, that is Blue Valentine. But it, yeah, it's fucked up. The scenes of them older mm-hmm. are devastating. <laughs> yeah. Like. I can't even imagine watching it again. No. And I will never. Obviously, I'm in a different place now, so I probably could watch it again. But I feel like I just don't want to st- stir that pot. And uh, it's a really, really smart and well done movie. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the um, sort of the creativity behind it. But it's again, I'm all set. It's an oppressive one. Yeah. His next movie, I love though, <clears throat> and I have watched that multiple times. What's that? Uh, place Beyond the Pines. Place Beyond the Pines rocks. Does rock. Can't believe more people don't like that movie. I can't believe it wasn't nominated for anything. I know. It's crazy. If anything, cinematography or something. I agree. You know. All right. My number three. Manchester by the Sea. Oh, why didn't I put that? Actually, I watched it. You've tw- seen I've it twice. It so that twice. Count. Disqualified. But the, I watched it because Shannon hadn't seen. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, I get that. Like you wouldn't have just like. Because Hacksaw down. Ridge would be on this list too. But, see, I tried to keep mine to movies that are good. Sure. You know? All of my movies are good. Yeah. But I will never watch them. Exactly. So, all right. And, and fair enough. There's nothing. Like, fair enough. There's literally zero things redeeming about Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, well, maybe like five minutes of combat. But even that is whatever. Yeah. Um, this is, it's, this, it's like the, it's, this is the saddest. Another movie where it's like. Emotionally too real. It's too it's too real because it's just like this poor fucking guy from New England who has been through all this shit yet refuses to change his life, you know? Yeah. Well, I think what's sort of poetic about it is he probably subconsciously thinks he doesn't deserve to change. Because he could, he could like, he could uh, move back home. And raise his kid. He doesn't talk to his his friend's uh, girlfriend's mom oh, right. when he could have. Yeah. You know, she was clearly interested. She was flirting. Yeah. But I think he just. He, I think he's just so fucked up. Yeah. That he like can't function as a normal human yeah. anymore. And that dude, it's so hard to watch. Oppressive. It is oppressive. All these movies are oppressive. It's what what's worse about it is he does he kind of doesn't have an arc. Mm-hmm. Where like normal storytelling, a character changes by the end of the story. No. You, you see, you, you see, just things you see are what turned him. Yeah, things are revealed it, yeah. to you, but he is and ultimately. And dude, the way, like, the reveal of the house burning down is the crazy. Like, yeah. I did not no. see that. Oh God, dude! In the moment he walks out of the interrogation room, and he pulls the pulls gun. The gun out, try oh to kill fuck! Yeah, dude, you know what's fucked up? I own this movie. <laughs> I have a DVD copy. Yeah, actually. I bought it. That's to crazy. watch with Shannon because cr- you couldn't rent, couldn't it, rent yet. it yet. Yeah, hate the Grace Period. I need. I love the Grace Period. It's I, good for certain. Like, yeah, I, I like the like Guardian, Guardians Two is coming out on Tuesday. Yeah, on uh, digital. Right. Love that. Of course. Because I don't got to wait. Exactly. But I know I liked that movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm down. Yeah, that's the problem. But uh, if you're testing the waters, I own this depressing movie. Like that I'll I never own watch. Hacksaw Ridge because we couldn't rent. <laughs> I have to look at that every time I open my purchase section. So. I want to. Can you delete? Can I get my money back? <laughs> you should be able to, but it's like the only place in commerce where you, there's no there's guarantee. No, yeah. <laughs> so you know, whatever. I'll All just right. talk shit about that movie until I'm dead. My number three was Twelve Years a Slave, so we can move to your number two. My number two is a good movie that I do think I've seen twice, mm-hmm. but now I don't ever need to see it again. The Machinist. Ah, uh, saw it once ten years ago. Yeah. Haven't since. Um, I remember thinking it was bad. I I think it's a good movie. I, like, it's all honestly. Almost only because of how Christian Bale looks right. that I can't watch it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just straight up. It's too oppressive. It's oppressive to my boy, you know? Yeah. He's my... He's my but it does, doesn't it impress you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Doesn't it impress and oppress? Absolutely. And that's why, like, he's he's in the top ten actors of all time, you know? Indisputable. Really? Oh, yeah. What modern actors are on that list? Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. DDL. Uh-huh. Leo. Leo, obviously. Christian. Uh, Christian Bale. Denzel. Denzel, for sure. B.D. Wong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is crazy. This is a crazy list. This is all true so far. Just for, like, incredible performances yeah. time yeah, and time yeah. again, right? I feel like... Cumberbatch. No. Yeah. I don't think he's on the list yet. He's definitely not. I don't. I disagree. You're wrong. Did you see Imitation Game? Has he been nominated for an Oscar? Yes. Which one? Imitation Game. I don't think so. I don't think he was nominated for that. He he was 100% nominated for it. He would have won if Eddie Redmayne didn't like perfectly play Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. If, if he didn't morph into Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking was legit like, yo... I thought I, was, I did not realize. I thought that was me. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I, there was like an hour where I forgot I was watching a movie, <laughs> which is insane. Uh, yeah, if Eddie Redmayne didn't do that, he would have he would have won Premonition Game. I'm telling you, he's 100 percent nominated for it. 100 percent. All right, he was. Yeah. But that's it. He's he's not a multiple nominee like these he, other guys no, are. No, um, that's just a matter of time, man. He's a, he's a, he rocks. He's old as fuck. Yeah, I know. But he's he got a kind of late start. All right. Uh, who else? I don't. I disagree with Cumberbatch. I think the list has to be agreed upon by both parties. Okay. We'll th- we'll take, take out Cumberbatch. Take Cumberbatch. So who's who else? DDL, Tom Hanks, Leo, Christian Bale, Denzel, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Oh, we're talking. Both. Yeah, we can, yeah, we'll talk about Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I would love to not include her, but I know, you but have scientifically, to. Scientifically, te- yeah. technically speaking, you have to. Here's another one I would love to not include, but you have to. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. She's annoying, but yeah. you gotta. She's been in some good shit. I, I feel like, don't we can't put her on the list yet, but she will be, is Brie Larson. I agree. Um, Should be in an acting institution. So. Yeah. Um, for dudes, who else we got? Just. I feel like Fossbender is oh, gonna be in there one day. F- Fossbender, Ben Foster. Not yet. Not yet. No. 
Come on, dude. You think Foster is the sixth no, guy behind he's not. Denzel? He's not. Come on. <laughs> no, he's not. You're right. No. Uh, I wouldn't. See put, the thing I wouldn't is, put Matt Damon in. See, the thing is, some of these guys are like maybe not this generation. But they're still like Tom Hanks and Denzel are maybe not this generation. But they still are, though. You know. Yeah. I guess. This is like post, like seventies. You know. Post seventies. Yeah. So do you put like, but see, my instinct would be to like put character actors on there too, like Steve Buscemi. He's not a leading man, but. But he's not the seventh best actor of our generation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Straight up. That might be it. That's it. We'll we'll think about this more. This is this is this is this is a rolling list. Yeah, this is this is uh, TB. This is TDB. <laughs> Who's Captain Tibbet? <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was your my number two is number two. Okay, starring Christian Bale, the fourth best actor of our generation. My number two is uh, Antichrist. <laughs> yeah, oppression. I. Uh, this guy says Gyllenhaal. Oh, not yet. Not yet. Almost. I mean, he's like one away. Would you? He said, "Dude, would you? Would you put Jackman on there? Multiple nominee." I would say. I would say he's the best all around. Like he's like one of the best performers in terms of like all around proficiency. Yeah, he, he's he might be number one. Sing. He can out sing any dance. of them. He can out dance any of them. He can hold his own with any of them, as we've seen. Dude, he straight up will eat broccoli and chicken till he dies, yeah. and will look amazing. Yeah. DDL is yeah like statistically the best. Yeah. Jackman might be scientifically the best because he can play Wolverine and Jean Valjean. And the guy, guy from, from Prestige. The Prestige. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a magician. <laughs> uh, I feel like you gotta kind of put him on there. Tom Hardy will be on there too I, one Tom day. Tom Hardy's coming. Yeah. Tom Tom Hardy He'll be a leading man forever. Tom Hardy, Gyllenhaal, Ben Foster. That's like the next generation, I think. You think Affleck and Damon are out straight up, right? In terms of performance? Yeah. yeah. They've done too much. Work. Also, late nineties Damon, I might have said Damon. Yeah. Or like even up to like two thousand five. Yeah. He hasn't done anything. That's why we we gotta we gotta think all encompassing yeah. career. You know? Because even Tom Hanks is rocks in bad movies right now. Absolutely. So you can't really the dude, he's in a as I've said it before, he's in a Carly Ray Jepsen video. And it just kills it. Dude. <laughs> I'm gonna put this out there. You might disagree with me. Tom Cruise. I mean he's the great he's one of the greatest movie stars of all time. Multiple nominees. Yeah, I know. But he's He's kind of blown it. I guess. He's kind of blown it. I guess. But he's, without a doubt, indisputably one of the greatest movie stars of all time. Yeah. But he's fucked it up. If he wasn't so crazy, people would forgive his bad movies. Yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. But it's too late. All right, so Antichrist. Yeah. (laughs) This movie is unbearable (laughs) to me. Not only will I never watch it again, but I actually think it's bad. Even though people love it for some reason. I I, thought it was fine. I guess it's like a very well-made movie. 
It's the sh- everything looks great. The dick smashing looks great. Yeah. <laughs> the general mutilation is, is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love watching this baby fall out of the window. I agree. It's a beautiful scene. It's great. I don't need to watch Charlotte Gainsbourg <laughs> mutilate her own genitals ever again. No. Yeah, it's rough. It's a borderline impossible movie to watch. Have you seen Nymphomaniac? No. His movie. They're they're all like really boning, right? Well, they have um, doubles. They, they use doubles, and then for the scene, the scenes where they're like wide shots yeah. of them fucking, it's doubles with their faces uh, composited on top. So I've, Shia LaBeouf is not really. I've read that he was really. Yeah, and that like one of them is lying about it. Mm. Like I think something like one of the actresses was like, no, I wasn't actually doing that, and Shia. Was well, the like, producers yeah, are we, probably saying we were banging. this is fake. This yeah. is fake because legality because whatever yeah. but that movie i couldn't even put on this list because it's just so shitty it's to barely me a movie, it's right? yeah it's nothing to me um but antichrist i feel like people just defend it in terms of in, like it being an art piece yeah i don't know what to say to those people first of all those people probably aren't listening to this show no but, so fuck them <laughs> but if you are Someone explain to me why this movie's good. Yeah. And why anyone should watch it more than once. I sure can't. Nope. And that leads me to my number one. <laughs> Precious, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Another borderline impossible movie to watch. It's crazy. Is it, even, is it rated R? It's rated PG-13? R. I think it's R. It's gotta be. Do they drop some Fs in there? I think so. Oh. It's fucking insane. I've, I've only watched it once. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see this nice girl get beat up. Dude, she seems like the sweetest, like, she most innocent. Precious. Yeah, dude, she rocks. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, fuck you the whole time. It's just like, hey, you piece of shit. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you walking? You fucking idiot. <laughs> the whole time. It's like two hours of like, look at you, you pathetic piece of shit it's it's impressive (laughs) it's fucking impressive it's depressive oppressive is it a good movie sure yes will I ever watch it again fuck no it's if somebody's like yo do you wanna watch Precious who's I'll be like get the fuck out of here. what depressing party are you at yo I'm having people over tonight We're going to watch Precious. We're going to play Cranium and watch Precious. That person is no longer my friend or an associate of any kind. Uh, yeah, this it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, straight up. It's very good. but Can't do it. But Sapphire, wherever you are, tell Precious that I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I my hope last... you keep pushing on. All right, my number one is a movie that has a Criterion release. <laughs> it's Solo, A Hundred Days of in Sodom or something like that. Mm-hmm. You ever seen it? No. It's listed with Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> as like two, uh, as like the most brutal movies ever made. Really? It's like a borderline snuff movie. Fuck that. And it's like people eating shit, people getting raped and tortured. It's it takes place during. What's the point? 
It takes place during um, Italian fascism during World oh. War Two, and these like people are taken prisoner mm. and just fucked with. And it's Sounds awful. Horror. So you thought it was a bad? Was it a bad movie? In the same way that I think that Cannibal Hall, it's see, here's the thing. Like, I would say it's worth watching probably mm-hmm. if you like movies. Yeah. Just like I would say, Cannibal Holocaust is worth watching. I probably that had I not watched Cannibal Holocaust many many times, mm-hmm. I would say that that would I would not be surprised that that makes people's lists. Yeah. Because that's a brutal movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's no value to watching it more than once. Gotcha. But I guess I can... More so than Antichrist, I can see its artistic value, I guess. But that doesn't make it any less, like, gratuitous and kind of gross. Yeah. It's a gross movie. Oppression. Fuck it. It's a... Ten-letter word? Yes. Nine? Fuck it. No, that's 10. I was right first. <laughs> Math is hard. So that's it. That's it for our top five. Now, before we talk about Detroit... We're going to talk about a movie that we'll actually never watch. We're going to talk about uh, another particular movie called Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Let's roll it. Talking about a particular movie. So... The concept of Valerian and the first maybe half hour of the movie yeah. kind of fucking rocks. This is, when it started, I was like, what is everybody talking about? Like, this is so sick. Yeah. The opening sequence has, like, every country of Earth coming together in this, like, international space station. Which we have today. Yes. And it's like, they're all, like, locking together like Voltron. Mm-hmm. To become just a, bigger a big a big city in the sky, basically. As what song is playing? Uh, um, David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just this like beautiful. Also done... seen in Mr. D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, sitting. <laughs> I tried to make my own. It just wasn't the same. <laughs> um, uh, we have it's like this beautiful opening sequence of like. First, everybody on Earth coming together, and then we see a, di- a bunch of different like alien species joining as well, and that's when it's like holy shit! Like this is so cool, and that's and that's where we get the initial vibe of the movie. Then, uh, a couple minutes later, we meet the main characters. So let's get let's get this out of the way. Yeah. Dane Dehan might be my least favorite actor of all time. He sucks more than anything has ever sucked before. Which is crazy because I didn't think he was that bad in... In Spider-Man? No, I thought he, he was terrible in Spider-Man. I didn't think he was that bad in Place Beyond the Pines. Or right. Chronicle. Yeah. Well, that happens. But... They trick you. Spider-Man, he was terrible. Yes. Also, he looks like two of my friends from home. Dude. Um... Okay, sorry to whoever your friends are that it looks like, but he's supposed to be like this handsome debonair, like playboy, space cop, playboy space guy, and he's like literally the dork. It looks like no, I would, I, I could flip him over and get for I his lunch money. One hundred percent agree with you. I would bully the shit out of this guy. 
<laughs> like, and now after Valerian, I want to. I want to humble him in some way. Why? Physically. Physically. Why is he doing a Keanu Reeves point break impression? The so whole this movie? is, when we walked out of the theater, I go, was he trying to be Keanu Reeves' as Han Solo? Yeah. Because that's... Hey, Laura Lee, I love you. I am a federal space agent. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. And it's, it's and like she Cardelvine in Suicide Squad, that's like the other worst performance I've seen right. in the past two years. She's not as bad as him, but he makes her worse. He makes he definitely because I can tell with her, there's a good actress somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just was she's just been in two bad movies. Exactly. So and I think what what's the other movie she was in? Oh, uh, paper, paper, towns, towns. People yeah. liked. I People know you. Liked did, I know you didn't like it. I didn't saw it. Oh, I, I, thought heard, you saw I it. didn't see it. What did you see that you said? I don't know. Fulton or stars. I didn't see that either. Oh, I saw Walk to Remember, which I think is like the same thing as both. I of think those it movies. is. Yeah, and that's a great modern movie. classic. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, but she was in that Paper Towns movie, and, and I think people, people kind of liked her. It. She's not an actress. <laughs> she could be though. People said that about Mark Wahlberg. And then he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, but even Basketball Diaries fucking rocks. Yeah, and so does Renaissance Man. Yes. You remember that one? Yes. Yeah, Renaissance Man rocks. Exactly. Cara Delevingne, not doing it. Dane DeHaan. Is definitely not doing it. I fucking hate him. I I borderline want to see The Cure for Wellness just to watch his performance. Just to see if he's he's in it. Because that movie looks kind of cool. The vibe like It's like what? The Shining meets... Mind control thing, I think. I don't really know what it's about. <laughs> Good Shutter. movie meets bad movie. Shutter on. What's Shutter? You don't like Shutter on? Nah, I don't fuck with it. I like it. It's very. It's on the lesser end of Scorsese. Lesser end, yeah, but I, the twist still got me. The but the twist is like the I most, was twisted. It's the most basic twist of all time. It was you. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't see that in a. You know every other movie that has a twist. So. Um. What's interesting about this, though, is how good everything looked. Yeah. Like, visually, one obviously one of the most ambitious yeah. and one of the most beautiful things ever made. Like, from the rip. <laughs> am I wrong? Ever made. Dude, it's insane. It is insane. It's fucking sure. crazy. So, like, that was shit where I was like, all right, this is obviously crazy. But, like, when she's just, like, dancing around and moving around, <laughs> I was like, all right, what is the point? The movie takes... So many twists and turns. It's dude. It's a video game. It's structured like with like side quests and like, sir, please, <laughs> like, I need help. My dog. Like, yeah. It, it's ridiculous how long it takes. Like you gotta walk up to somebody, push circle, exactly. and then they'll talk to you. Like, like no, not till you bring back three hundred pieces of gold yeah. or something. You know, uh, like. The worst qu- side quest to me was <laughs> the, was the Rihanna, Rihanna one. scene. Like her side, her side quest was kind of cool because you go underwater and you have that big monster and there's yeah that no it like, was, that was like cool looking yeah because then you find if you find him yeah but then it's like I gotta rescue her now yeah dude I could not believe that entire sequence it was crazy first she's dancing and like yeah they're doing cool like visual stuff with yeah, the dance with but their, like, like body but it's <laughs> but it's so. Pointless. First, I thought that was gonna be it for her. I was like, "That's what they got Rihanna for." Yeah. To do like. And a, then she joins the squad. And then she joins the squad, and he's like, "I promise, I swear to you, I will free you." And she's like, "Word." <laughs> and then she dies three minutes later. <laughs> what the 
fuck is Ethan Hawke doing in this movie? I don't know. He was like kind of good. Well, he you can tell like, he was having fun. Yeah, it was. He was. He probably had to work for four days. Yeah, and he probably made. It might have been a day. A million dollars. Yeah, straight up. So, so there's that's that. Fine. Yeah, but and Rihanna was useless in this. <laughs> Which I, don't, I actually don't think she's she's probably not a bad actress. No, she I, she was fine. Yeah. From what I saw. She's in Battleship. But yeah, she, but she's shirt. like but like her name being Bubble, first of all. Dude, I we bl- both went <laughs> <laughs> And then like she falls through the sewer thing that two other she's made it like jelly. Yeah. Jello. And, and she can't survive that fall, but two humans can. Yeah. And then she's sitting there and she's like Oh, I'm dead now. Like she's, she's legit. Like well, it's time for me to go. And he's like, and then this. She's saying about this girl that she met maybe one minute ago. She's uh-huh. like, just do everything you can to protect her for me. And he's like, I will, bubble. She literally had not. She, the, yeah. she had just spoken. She has nothing the first invested time. in no, her. Literally nothing invested in anything that they're doing. Who's the bad guy in this again? Who played him? Oh, uh, Clive Owen. Oh yeah, he's in six minutes. He of the movie. sucked. In this. Yeah, it was really bad. I, you, you can see that this is the movie that Luke Besson wanted to make when he made Fifth Element, which is crazy because of insane. how much better Fifth Element like, is. And, and it, it almost looks better. What Fifth Element? Yeah. Yes, I like, I like the like Jurassic Park practical, uh, practical, shit. Yeah. but. But even the computer effects are more convincing in Jurassic Park than they are now. Same with Fifth Element. Like, his, well, his flying taxi looks real. Yeah, no, I agree. But there's nothing unconvincing in Valerian. No, but it... I, but Definitely here's the, the, the thing. little, like, I know it, creature thing was, like, dumb. I know but, it's all fake. Yeah. And that's what's uncon... Like, it looks great. Sure. But knowing it's all fake, as opposed to Fifth Element, where you don't know what's fake exactly. and what's real, yeah. there's a difference there. You're straight. We're- like Fifth Element was like influenced by this story yes. arc, and that is it's just so crazy insane to me. Valerian is straight up two hours of cutscenes. That's what it is. The whole movie is cutscenes. This is this is the third movie this year where I could not wait for it to be over. What were the other two? Uh, Baywatch. Uh, Baywatch and Mummy. Oh my God! The fourth Baywatch Mummy Transforms the Last Night. Mm. Valerian. Couldn't Valerian, wait. I was... I couldn't believe it wasn't over. Yeah. Seven times. I know. It wasn't even that long. Yes, but we're talking... Well, we're talking about the pre-particular movie. We're going to get to the next one. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, you're late. Um, I just... There were so many times where I was just, just sitting there like... And, and and there was times where also where I was like, you know what? Like I almost enjoy what's happening right now. No. But then it sucks. See it. It looks really cool. Are great. Gigantic piece. The of creature shit. designs are really cool. Yes, I agree. The two the it's really not That's her. the problem. It's not it's her. Him. It's him. It's him. He's, He's the worst actor of all time. So bad. Yeah. It's like he was trying a trying to do Keanu Reeves. It's like It's like when Nicolas Cage was channeling Adam West in Kick-Ass, <laughs> but everyone knew that's what yeah. he was doing, and it made sense. Instead, it's just like, what is your motivation here, bro? Movie sucked. All right, let's move on to the good movie. Pile of shit. Okay. Let's talk about Detroit. So, Michigan. 
<laughs> so Detroit uh, takes place during the 67 riots, um, but it doesn't focus on the riots as a whole. No, it's a, it's about an incident that occurred in the like peak of the riots. Yeah. What's interesting is there was there was only a few minutes where I was like, okay, I can tell this is kind of a white perspective. Yeah. Was towards the beginning was uh, like when after the first riot had started. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that politicians screaming on the car, like, come yeah, on, yeah, guys, yeah. you got to settle down. And they're like, we don't want it. And that just, that to me was like, all right, this is some, this is some white perspective. Yeah. Shit. But other than that, that was never a thought that I had. Uh, the end kind of was for me. Which, which part? The, um, the parts not with Larry the singer. Where they're tying everything, like, all the loose ends together, I kind of felt like, I felt like there was a lot of, I mean, obviously the movie is drenched in white guilt. Yeah. It's made by by a a white white creative team. Um, So let's get that part out of the way. Sure. So there's, it's gotten like an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Is that what it's at? Yeah. It went down slightly. It was higher, yeah. Um, Generally, pretty universally praised. Yeah. There's been a big backlash about a white creative team telling a black story. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that creative team being Mark Bull and Catherine Bigelow, who worked on Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker. Yeah. So, um, I, get, I get it. Yeah. But then are we at a point historically now where it's like, a white a white person a person who is white can never tell a story about well here's here's the counter to that argument which is a totally valid argument yeah uh, especially considering last year was a big year for um, sort of black creative directors mm-hmm. and 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 yeah. uh, filmmakers with Moonlight, Hidden Figures, oh, yeah. you know, and then Steve McQueen a couple years earlier, Twelve Years right. a Slave, and all his movies. But um, the counter to that argument, which I, I buy, and really you and I have, don't have really a perspective no. on this anyway. But um, and that's okay, you know. Right. I'm not. I'm not sitting here arguing for any side. Cause right. It's like, who the fuck am I to, to say? The argument is. Uh, that, in a sense, white people, because they have the inherent white privilege, mm-hmm. if they want to do something helpful, theoretically, they use their privilege to help people without privilege. Right. And in a sense, that's probably what she was trying to do, is use... Because, we'll get this out of the way, she's the only woman to ever win yeah. this Best director yeah. and best picture. She's the most uh, decorated female director of all time. So she has clout in Hollywood, independent of her being white, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe, maybe not independent yeah. of her being white, where she can get any project she wants made. Yeah. She wants to make she this She wanted movie. to tell this story. And who knows if we're at a place yet where a black director can get a movie and... 3,500 screens. Yeah. Which, 
This is a wide-release movie. 12 Years a Slave was not a wide-release movie. Insane. It started at something like 200 screens. That's so crazy. And then, because of its good reception, eventually became wide. Same with Moonlight. Moonlight was in like... Dude, Moonlight was like like a year ago. L.A. and New York, and that's it. Crazy. And then like then it got to Chicago, then it got to Detroit, then yeah. it then it became a wide Detroit first day wide release thirty five hundred screens crazy telling this telling this black story yeah so whether it's right or wrong do I think one of those qualified filmmakers could get this story in thirty five hundred screens probably not right and whether that's right or wrong which it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact is, this woman has enough clout in Hollywood where she can. Right. And I feel like that is a reason... You, you can say, like, this isn't your story, but appreciate you she telling did. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, that's... Like, she... She want You know, she's doing her part as a filmmaker right. to bring aware... Of, like, shed light on this fucking insane parallel to what so now, is happening right now exactly if, if you're if you have a voice no matter who you are and the ability to use it for something she makes movies and i think so she wanted to make a movie about i it. think criticizing her is sort of the same thing we've, we've talked about where people are are pulling down and a person that's on their side mm-hmm Nowhere in this movie is Catherine Bigelow siding no. with these police officers. No. So it's like, why don't you know, say your piece, say this should have been yes. a black a story told which, by a yeah, black which one hundred percent. Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. But maybe uh take out that sort of anger in a more on a more productive target. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm coming from. I get both sides. There was also a lot, a big uproar at the movie being called Detroit. There was because it, just calling it that paints the entire yeah. city a certain way. You're from there. I. <laughs> what do you think? It's a pretty shot. It's on the upswing. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like, hey, but we, you know what? We worked so hard and so long to like repair this city. It's that... on the upswing because of gentrification, right? Which, which is whack. Which a lot of people are not for. Yeah. Re- in reality, gentrification does. <sighs> it's hard. It's hard to like argue about gentrification. See, because... I, I've had this discussion all the time. Now, I'm a landlord. Yeah. So I work with people that actively gentrify things yeah. and you know i've had to hear from them directly where they're like you know like there's there's two sides to it you mm-hmm. know there's a there's improving a bad area b there's what you're doing to the people in the area who don't have a choice well and they don't have a choice and then half the time they can't afford exactly. to move where they can't afford exactly and you're displacing all of these people who have cultural ties to this area whether you think that like Highland Park, I moved into Highland Park. Yeah. It's a to use even a couple of years ago. Just mm-hmm. it's a bad area. It's still kind of a bad area, but um, people that are not criminals also live there. Yeah. And the more gentrified an area gets, the more that those people can't afford to live there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then where are they going to go? You're not saying the more criminals can afford. No, 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 no. no, no. no I'm saying because people are. Routinely, bad areas are gentrified. Yeah, 
not just culturally. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's that, that's all I'm saying with to that. But Detroit, um, like Midtown Detroit, is mm-hmm. there's a college there, and there's a lot of new businesses going there. So it, it is. Where on, is the Magic Stick? It's in, it's in Midtown. It's like. There it's were, like the border of where it's like it starts getting better past Magic Stick. It's crazy. There's been times there where, dude, it's like legit scary. Yeah. Sometimes just like parking your car there. Yeah. You know, it's wild. There's the street that's like on the corner of the Magic Stick. Yeah. Everyone's car gets broken into. It's there. Fucked up. Yeah. Because there's also a lot of shelters around there. Right. Which um. Which is there's usually just. I don't know. Yeah. Bad shit going on around around places like that. Um, It's a bummer. Like I like, I love playing Detroit. I love you know being with the people from there. But like, just being there can mm -hmm. sometimes is like, yeah, I can't park here because I I obviously know what's gonna happen. You know, it's inevitable. I want to go to slows. It's sort of the same thing as. um, Do you remember Chirac? Yeah, I was living in Chicago when that movie came out. People were mad. People were very mad about that and. Let's be honest here. Chicago is like the most dangerous city in America right now. Is it though? Yeah. Dude, I lived in a good neighborhood and people were getting murdered on it. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. One time uh, I wore my Concord 11s to work one day and this dude from Chicago was like, dude, nice shoes. I was like, thanks, man. He was like, you need security detail in Chicago if you're going to wear those. And it's like, fuck. Dude, (laughs) people... Would uh, so I would stand in line for sneakers at the yeah. sneaker store by me in a good in a yeah. good area in a gentrified area. Yeah. Uh, you would either want to be in a group of people or have parked right next to that store or immediately because you're not gonna kind of ride nobody right. wants to walk no. with a two hundred dollar pair of shoes back to their car. No way. So. I feel the same way picking up anything like that at night. Like if I oh, go, for sure. If I go to like a midnight release for like a video game or something, which yeah. I don't have to do anymore because I can just buy it on the system. Yeah. Do you do that? Fuck yeah. It's just sick, dude. I do that with movies, but video games are different. Sometimes at like 11 p.m. I just really want to buy a video game. Yeah. I and I can't that. do that. You know, GameStop closes at 8. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Southside Chicago is not good. It's and it... It's, it, I can see why the people of that area, though, were mad because how are you going to make an area better if everyone just thinks it's a war zone? Right. You know, so I get the. Uh, I there, get the there's outrage. Also, there's also Trump, Trump not making it better with the whole, like, look at what's going on in Chicago thing every day. Yeah. And it's I like, mean, you know, a lot of Chicago, they're kind of just chilling. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean... There's bad eggs everywhere, man. It's true. So, I get um, both sides, but what else are you going to call this movie? Yeah, like... Something else? The, the Algier Motel or something? I guess you could. Yeah. There was there. There's probably a, a more suitable title there. Yeah, maybe. There. But it's also very striking. It is. And... It's effective. It also just gets people talking yeah, and... sure. Um, so... It takes it takes like fifteen or twenty minutes to meet our our real leads. Yeah, there's a lot um, of there's like a solid portion of background. Larry and his, I forget the friend's name. Um, oh, fuck, Kevin. 
something like that, or like Frank or something. Something like that. Yeah. I forget. That's the thing. Is like the names aren't ever really a thing that is like focused on because there's so much going on. And dude, the cast is crazy. Yeah. Out of nowhere, just crazy. hitters after hitters after hitters after hitters. So we got. I'll, I just brought it up so we can go through it. Cool. John Boyega killing it. I mean, unbelievable performance. Will Poulter as like the main asshole cop. Yeah, dude, he's terrifying. This kid, man. We'll see what he does. But from from We're the Millers to that, dude, he was born in 1993. It's insane. What the fuck? Those eyebrows are at least 30. <laughs> Oh, he was in The Revenant. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's. I think he's he's really blossoming into into something something good. He was fucking dastardly. Fred. Fred. That's, that's what his, it was. That's yeah. his name, Fred. It wasn't Frank. No. He is a musician. Mm. Uh, Carl, who was Easy E. Yeah. He was great. Um, he was great. I couldn't believe how little he was in the movie. Barely in the movie, but it was like for a reason. Like that part, that yeah, he was, was the ins- yeah. he's the inciting incident. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> homie from Game of Thrones. Yeah, what that was really distracting at first. I got over it. Yeah. Um, I can't get over just her being in the movie. Though. Yeah, it was weird it for was sure. Weird. Um, let's see. <laughs> Who else? Uh, John Krasinski. Out of nowhere. like Jim Halpert in, in his most quarter. disgusting role. Dude, he was fucking awful. He was a police lawyer. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. What's worse than a cop? A cop's lawyer. <laughs> Jim Halpert. Uh, who else we got? Fucking Anthony Mackie. The paratrooper. The paratrooper. <laughs> yeah, that was such a that was a really distracting moment in the movie. They they don't um they don't build up to his reveal. No. They just open a door and there's Anthony Mackie. There he is with these playing cards. two white chicks. Um, uh, and then later he's getting beaten and he's explaining he was like I was in the fu- I was in the service and they're like No you weren't. Dude, that there's so many brutal moments in this That movie. whole exchange cuz <sighs> that exchange Sort of, sort of shows that they don't respect him as a man, no. but they respect that he went and fought. But they're like, but they still don't. No, it's fucking weird. It's like, damn it. Yeah, like, like I can't beat this guy up anymore. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's it's and very... it's and it's and it makes it so disgusting when at the end, like John Boyega is one of the fucking defendants. Yeah. You know. And, Which and is, I, the the end part says that he's like a reviled person. Yeah. And the way they portrayed him is interesting. This is the part that I think may not be as historically accurate as most other parts is. Like, he's just kind of there, you know. Well, he's he helps out a couple people and he like tries to make them feel a little more at ease. But he but, he doesn't do anything to stop him. No. And I think that's where his villainy comes from. Yeah. Because he's not played as a villain, but he's played as an unwilling participant. Yeah. Which he didn't even have to be there. No. He had, there at, like, he had no reason to go there. No. He was guarding a fucking grocery when, which store. Which one he was like, we gotta go find this sniper. Yeah. I go, do you? Why? You yeah. can just chill there. Yeah, the other guy is job. like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. 
So yeah, that didn't make sense. I think he was great in his role, but I I wonder. Dude, the end there when he's getting interrogated. Yeah. that was when it was he's like, like John, you're fucking crushing it, dude. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I big future. Really good. Oh yeah. The kid who plays Pacific Rim Two. Come on, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> the kid who plays Larry. Dude, he's got to be Michael Jackson. He does not have a Wikipedia page. He's gonna blow up. He's he's the, he's the best part of the movie. He's so good, dude. That first scene with them, where he's so, he's like crushed that he couldn't. He's go on so stage. crushed that he couldn't perform. That he just does it anyway to nobody, and like knowing later that he wasn't in, yeah, the band, and they became they did become successful. His dude crushed me, but like, yeah. dude, the real the the actual ending when he's just singing at church is like beautiful. That was what I I just broke down, dude. I lost it. The scene where um, he's finally let go and he runs through the woods and um, the cop. a cop finds him. And I just am like, please, no, please don't let anything bad happen. And then he starts saying like, who could do this to you? Like, yeah. we're going to get you to the hospital. I was waiting. I was like, oh, they're not. Dude, I, There's like, no way they're going to help him. That part kind of really got me. Yeah. And um, I feel like maybe I'm wrong here. I feel feel like maybe they were pandering to the not all cops yeah kind of i know i felt the same way you know? which is fucking whack yeah because all cops are definitely pieces of shit <laughs> um oh something uh i felt like i could actively notice that all the singing was done live yeah i'm almost positive that it had that's to have the been. case because it didn't sound like pitch corrected or mm-hmm. anything it sounded, it sounded like it, it was sounded like, real yeah. it was all happening which is he's just, he doesn't have quite michael jackson pipes but they're good, dude. You could, you could. That get, was like dry, yeah, straight vocals. You could get him there, homie from um, Walt. Dude, I did not notice that. I know Walt from it. Lost yeah, was, Walt was, was one of the one yeah, of the guys. That the, was one of the guys. The motel. Yep. <laughs> Walt. Walt. Did, let's let's break into some Lost talk real quick. Oh boy. Did you ever know? Did you ever see the epilogue of Lost? No. So. You remember in season like two and three? Is it two and three where Walt is a big no one two and one. three? Yeah, one is when he disappears. Really? I'm does he sure. ever come back? He does he briefly. Does. But so the whole time they're telling him like Walt, you're special. Walt, you're really special. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So it turns out uh, after Walt leaves the island, he goes. He's in the same mental institution that Hurley was in and that girl was in. Mm-hmm. It turns out, after Hurley and Ben were the keepers of the light, Walt was next in line. Mm. So Walt took over. So he's still there. Walt right now is, in the, is, the, is the protector of the island. Oh. So that's why. That's what all the fuss was about. Well, that doesn't seem so bad. But, yeah, I know. It seems pretty good. Yeah. It's good shit. Uh, yeah. So Detroit. So Detroit, yeah. So I knew there. we wouldn't have a lot to say about this movie because it's so visceral. It is. The the scenes... So a lot of the... Most of the movie takes place in this hallway. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's like a really small, confined... The second place. act is, at least. The second act is, is, is kind of like a state. It's like a theater, like a play. Yeah. And it's it's cool. It's, it's, and I didn't really think about that until after the yeah. movie. Everyone is pressed up against this wall and what is so and this goes to how how good Catherine Bigelow is at doing like thrilling scenes mm-hmm. and I every time 
something would happen, I would expect... Like, when they took the girls into the room, yeah. I was like, please don't let something, like, what I think might happen, happen. Again, get raped or yeah. something. Yeah. Or when... Um, you just always... You never thought, know. So, I thought the army guy didn't know that they were actually shooting them. I did, too. I thought he I was thought there. I thought he was going to be the one. I thought he was there because he wanted to be there no, like, no, to no. persecute I, some people. I think that the, the coffee interaction with him and uh, John mm-hmm. was to be like, okay, he's an idiot. But, but he's not. But he's not an a asshole. Bigot, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that I I knew that that was his function there. Like he was standing there with him. Like but when, he, when he walked in the door, he saw John and was like, hey, "He man. said some ignorant shit though." He did. Yeah. But it was it was the other guys that were really yeah. ignorant. The, he he was the one who was like, "Got any sugar?" Yeah. Uh, he was along for the ride until he realized the ride was yeah. And bad he was news. like, "This is up to you guys." Yeah. Fuck you. Like, this is your deal. I'm not in army's yeah, out of here. Exactly. Although when that one army dude came in to save that one kid, <laughs> that was bad. I, out of nowhere, I love. Yeah. That. And he was one of the guys from earlier in the movie. I didn't even know. Who it. said like said some said thank you for the coffee in like right. a really nice way. Like you could tell he was not or he's the guy that said, So when are you one of those people gonna those Yeah, like he That was him? That was him. That was, that was, that was the him. guy that saved him, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like the guy who wasn't sure how to ad- When are you gonna stop? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was him. Um The cops, dude. Pieces of shit. The long-haired guy and then the main guy. The long-haired... What was the long-haired guy from? I've never know. seen him I think before. he's a The other guy actor. was in was in Free Fire, right? Yeah. I was trying, I was trying a, to place him the whole time. He's a Seth Rogen look yeah. like. I was trying to place him the whole time. He's good-looking Seth Rogen. Yeah. But, dude, main cop... Main cop. ...was such a piece of shit. I wonder if they showed him killing the guy in the beginning to make it seem like he thought he had nothing to lose. That I think that's that's exactly what is that I was, what it is? I was actively thinking that he was like, well, if I'm gonna get these murder charges, like fuck this, let's go like, fuck. Some I'm not gonna up. take this easy. Yeah, like, but then he was just like covering up for his first initial or for his for killing Easy E. Yeah, that's like what the whole thing is about. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, guys. <laughs> no, I I agree. Um, so it's like, and that and that. The scene where he's firing the starter pistol is so frustrating. It is, because you, you know it's just like, don't it's do just that, like, man. Ple- and everybody in the room knows it. They're yeah. like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It just goes to show, and like... That, the, I was thinking about the pistol the whole movie. I was, too. I was like, just tell him it was a just starter pistol. Just tell him, pistol. yeah, it's not real. But I don't think that even that would have been enough, because they needed. he needed to justify yeah, killing him. Exactly. So it didn't matter what they told him. that was the problem. Him. Yeah. I'm really glad. I hate that they killed him, but like, I'm really glad that Fred, in the end, was like, "That's a fucking dead body there, yeah. and you killed him." Yeah. But then it was because it was, he was the he was the most scared out of yeah. everybody. But then it was essentially all for naught because yeah. nothing fucking happened to him. Because Jim, dude, Alpert. fucking Anthony Mackie's line when he said, "What did he say?" He said like, "Uh." I'll listen to you, but I'm not gonna lay I'm not down gonna for lay you. Down for you. Let's. I just remembered the best line in the movie. Oh, is it the cop to the other cop? No, 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 no. Okay. It was in the beginning, right after they the band mm-hmm. was told they couldn't perform. Yeah. He said, "I can't be singing when I'm supposed to be swinging, brother." Yeah. And I was just sitting there like. <laughs> yeah, that shit rocked. It was hard. As I like the other line at the end. What was that? 
Whereas you need to get out of this car, you racist oh, piece yeah, of shit, yeah, or I'll exactly. break your fucking neck. <laughs> yeah, that Loved awesome. that. Yeah. Loved that. That was good. That was satisfying. Yeah. But then in the end, he just gets nothing. Yeah, that is the most dis- like. That's the biggest parallel to what's happening literally right now. Dude had to pay five grand. That's it. In a civil suit. Yep. No criminal charges were um, like followed through with. That's it. Uh, and that was because I was waiting. I was waiting for my like my moment where everyone cheers and something and it, good happens. And it never came. And that's because and that's the that's the lesson here yeah. is that like this systematic oppression. Theme of the show. The theme of the today's episode is has not gone anywhere. Yeah, it's not it's not changing, and it doesn't look like it's changing. And it's especially happening in places like um, Chicago and these places that uh, people are being kind of forced out of their of, of where they live. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then on, here's the thing that that really sucks about gentrification is when people get forced away from where they work. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. And people start losing their jobs, and then people start turning to crime. That's what they explained yeah. in the first, in the opening sequence. Yeah. It's like, hey, these people work here, but they can't live here, yeah. so they can't work here. And when people can't work... What do they have left to do? Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, the real tragedy is is um, the seemingly, like, you're making L- Los Angeles a, a brighter, safer place to live. Mm-hmm. You're really putting people out of work, out of their homes, mm-hmm. and um, you're kind of making it harder on the people that you don't think should live there, maybe. Yeah, you're making it great for anybody who can afford a $2,500 one-bedroom apartment. Insane. But, you know, what about the single mom right. with two kids just trying to fill her car up with oil, <laughs> trying to pay her kids' orphanage bills? <laughs> Took that moment. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, so this movie really does speak to the big issues happening right now in, in America. And people are upset about it, and mm-hmm. I think they have every right to be. Mm-hmm. But I think that this movie has a right to exist. I agree. So um, I think it's an important movie to watch. There's there's a, a, you know, there's a message to be learned. There's a lesson to be taught. It's a really good movie. And I hope, and I really do hope that the next movie like this is from from a black voice. Yeah, or, I agree. Or, um, you know, just, here, here's, where, here, here's where I'm at. Like, am I mad Tom Cruise was in The Last Samurai? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because that movie still showed the beauty of Japanese culture. Absolutely. Am I mad that this black story was told by a white woman? I get why people are mad. Yeah. But I'm glad that the story maybe, was told at all. But maybe that's why the movie is able to exist. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the time the, the time that we're still in. Yeah. And you know the next one? Maybe Steve McQueen has built up enough clout in Hollywood mm-hmm. where his next movie will get 3,500 screens. Let's hope so. So. 
That's it for That's today it. on this very oppressive episode. Next week will be more fun. And about motherfucking creation. And the 10 year anniversary of Superbad, which I think. We're going to have a lot of fun. We might, ha- we might do. I think we should do a separate episode. Superbad episode. A Superbad episode. Yeah, we can do that. I was talking to Taylor. Because you're leaving. Alex leaving. Yeah, I'm leaving for quite a, quite a while. Quite a while, yeah. Um, I was thinking we watch it live. Watch Superbad? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And then just talk about it? We might have to, like, like wear headphones because yeah. I don't know if I don't know the legality of hearing super bad over because we're and we can just make it so that everybody should start watching it yeah like like it. we're starting at we're five, doing four, the three. real deal commentary of yeah. super bad I love it if you're into that let us know because I think we'll probably do it we have to do oh, it before damn. Saturday yeah and we'll if if it goes well that's some shit we'll do again for yeah. sure I think we can do that though. <laughs> <laughs> all right so thanks for listening uh, check out the Patreon again if you haven't already. Uh, Thanks to, yeah, you guys. Thank you all. Thank you for the new listeners also. If you are coming over from Strange Nerve. Yeah, that's sick. We appreciate it. And uh, Seemed like that went well. It's good shit. Yeah. Let's do it again. All right. All right. Roll it. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Peace.